ghosts and ghouls, succubi and pegasi, hot dogs and old style. Welcome to the Chicago Table. Okay, so you all are heading to the zombie location where you last left them? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of waiting there while <laughs> waiting for them. Uh, you go to where the zombies are? Sorry, Jesse? No, I'm, I'm waiting. I'd like the oh, okay, you're so waiting. Caliban will interview um, Lauren at the tent while the other two maybe take care of it? Yeah, I'd say where it's like, uh, you know, the... So I'd say where that left path going up from the Durgar to the um, Zentarum. Yeah. We, we, there's those left the bridges, bridges that we yeah. follow up. And then to the left in that center area is where that little mushroom patch was. Yes. So I'd say we're kind of waiting by the between the two bridges okay. to go to the top to the cool. bottom. So you're just waiting for them. Yeah. Just so you're wait. waiting for, uh, I'm guessing, um, Rastos and Juniper. You're going to them. And as we're walking, I look at Juniper and go, All right, you have to leave one for me. I know you can shoot those things fast, but <laughs> I really need to hit one. <laughs> we're good to go, Rastos. Hey, hey uh... I'm gonna run fast. Just don't take us. I've been I've been thinking of a new uh, a combat plan for us. Okay, what I is like, it? I like to call it uh, rage and engage. Uh, <laughs> Juniper, that's that's me, Rastos. I'm Juniper. Yes. I'm going. You're going. I'm going to uh, ride on your shoulders with your horns. Okay. You're going to get angry and run in. All right. And as soon as you get into range, I'm going to jump behind the enemy, and you're going to attack them. <gasps> Okay, I, I can do this. And then we will double team them from both sides. They'll never see it coming. I mean, they'll see it coming, but they won't. They won't understand. Yes, we will. Uh, we will get the, the. You know, it's not really like a surprise. It's just like I jump over them, and then uh, they get you know, weirded out, and then you just beat the shit out of them. And then if they're still alive, I'll stab them in the back. All right. Should we try it with these zombies? Yeah, that's really stupid. So it's like a training dummy almost. Yes. You all walk to where the zombies are supposed to be, and you see one zombie who is walking into the larger Zerkwood um, mushroom, just like, you know, video game character walking into a wall over and over again, just like very confused going. (laughs) And the other one is just laying down, rolling around back and forth like a child on a sleepover in a sleeping bag or something. He's just rolling around like. Stand up, zombie. Uh, the zombie hears you and goes, and they both look at you and they put their arms forward in the classic uh, that's, style that's of like slow walker <laughs> zombies and they start both walking towards you. Right, let's, let's, let's roll for initiative. Okay, and uh, we have initiative set up. Now uh, it is uh, Jen's turn first. Go ahead, Jen. I will, uh, Juniper, I'm sorry. Good God. Juniper will initiate uh, rage and engage by uh, getting onto Rastos' shoulders. Rage uh, and engage is initiated. Uh, initiated. I, I will. I will uh, hold his horns and I will hold my action to uh, to jump. Use my action to uh, dash and jump over the enemy onto their other side when Rastos gets within five feet. Cool. Rastos. Uh, for my turn, I. Look at them, and I start running towards the junipers, holding onto the horns, just gruffing with smoke coming out of my nose. Are you raging? Yeah. All right. Rage, rage and engage. Bonus action rage. I start running. My eyes turn a little red, and I run forward. And as we get there, I imagine her reaction will go off. Yep. Go ahead, Juniper. I will jump over to the other side. Make an acrobatics check. 
Sick. This is so fucking sick, dude. Uh, whatever. That's a twelve. Yeah, uh, you 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 jump over them. It's not the cleanest flip you've ever done in your life, but it's still pretty good. They're practicing first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't quite stick the landing, but you're good. You're behind them. We're flanking Um, now. Yes, and when I get in front of them, I just hit with uh, Flamin' Soga. That's a twenty-nine to hit. Okay, that hits. Good God. Uh, four, ten, and. Where's my extra rage? Three damage? Ten, thirteen? I don't know. Double check. Sorry. Uh, I'll just add that. Eight plus four. So twelve damage. Uh, you hit him so hard, one explodes. <laughs> just uh, and then I look, I put the axe on. I want to kill it, but I said I'd split him with you. And I hold the rest of my attacks. Okay. Uh, Juniper, you're standing there. You're going to be attacked by one zombie, okay? <laughs> okay. They shamble towards you. Uh, does a 10 hit you? No. Okay. They move so slow, you just easily, like, comically sidestep. Uh, top of the order. I will attack the zombie. With a... With a psychic dagger. All right. Uh, that is a... 17 to hit. Uh, you throw... Wait, what was it? 17. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you said 17 to 8. I'm like, I don't know what that means. No, 17 uh, to 8. Sorry. Yeah, 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 you're good. Um, and I will uh, I will use, I will use. go within melee range to slice at its skull. Yep. Uh, da- Psychic Dagger manifests itself into your uh, hands a la Psylocke, right? And you go for its skull. You hit it, it's like a pop balloon. Bah! It's dead. Uh, oh, pop. And we're out of combat. Yeah. But then we rolled for initiative. Well, you know, Arastos, that was a pretty good first time. Uh, you might want to calm down now, though. <sighs> oh, fuck it. And I just I slam into the body on the floor a couple <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, sure. Really fucking it up. Do you engage flame, Flamenzunga? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just turn on the flaming blade. Yeah. She says in your mind, oh, this feels good. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Juniper, do you get blood splatter or do you get oh, out of the yeah, way? I'm just waiting there. You just, just let I it? Like cross my arms and just wait and just <laughs> look at so them. cool. <laughs> All right. You done the raging now? Oh, yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> Been a while. Let's go. Let's rest us. Rage and engage is a success. I love it. Yeah. That's such an elven thing to do. Oh, it's badass. <laughs> so good. It. I just wanted to roll initiative to see how it'd play out. Like I was wondering how it actually. Oh, and it play was one out. two initiative. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I was very curious about that. All right, um, zombies dead. They're fucking done for. Um, I'm guessing you all return to join the party. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, party. You see them rejoin. You just hear him saying, "And that was the fourth time he smashed me into the ground." Yeah, Caliban's just asking for a detailed <laughs> account of what happened and how it happened, and pretty much. There's a brief, in, like brief start that he gives, and then just it's him getting bashed over and over again. Uh, we took care of your mess. Uh, well, it, Rastos might have made it a little bit more of a mess, but it's fine now. Yeah, whatever. There, you know. Yeah. Very well, to Gazrum. We'll see if his madness still holds. Head over to Gazrum. Yep. Okay, um, you head over to Gazrum. You have to ask the guards first. Um, you ask the guards if you can meet with Gazrum. They say, give us about 10 minutes if that's cool. 
and you meet in the normal tent outside of the Zentarum hold. Um, the normal crew is with him, a couple of uh, Zentarum agents, and uh, Lorthun is there as well, the uh, beholder. Um, and Gazer, I'm just going to say, all right, so good to see you again. Good to see you're alive, I, I think. Um, what, can you, uh, what can you let me know? I'll throw him the sack and pick up a bottle of wine, uncork it, and just have a nice drink of that. All right, well, that's very uncouth of you, but, you know, you do look like shit, so I guess, uh, I guess you've earned that. All right, he's he's going to pour out the sack, the contents of the sack, on the table in front of him, and he pours out in the shattered gem, you know, and probably, like, eight pieces falls out. He kind of picks them up and looks at them. Nothing happens to him. Is this the gem that's been causing all the weirdness? Yes, it is. When I threw it into the forges, uh, a demon came out, came forth from it. Come again? A demon. It was being used to summon I, I'm demons. sorry. I, I'm sorry. I think I misheard you. You said when you threw the gem into the forge, a demon came out. Yes. Hmm. So obviously it was a vessel being used to attempt to summon it. And this particular demon wanted to make it to Menza Barat. Interesting theories. Okay, well, you destroyed the gem. That was your part of the deal. Um, now the ring, your part of the deal. Hold on. We've held on long enough. I know, I know, but come on. Just give me a second. Very well. I feel kind of bad that I pulled the rug from underneath a fellow Zentara member, and he looks at Juniper. Yeah. So I will give you the ring in a moment, but I will also give the option of one of three prizes. And he nods at a couple of the uh, agents, and they bring over three covered up treasure chests, and they pull over the cover of them, and they each open them up. You may choose one of these three things as a sort of gratitude for what you've done. I've noticed that the Dwergar, they've chilled out quite a bit. You know, I think you all did a good job. I'm not sure about the demon thing, but whatever you did, it seemed to have worked. In one of the chests, there is a harp. And on the back of a harp, it looks like there is an arrow. It kind of makes like the back of the harp. You know what I mean? Like the one of the spines of the harp, if you will. I'm not a harpist. Um, this is the harp of the scout. The next one comes out, and it looks like a helm. And on the helm, where its eyes are, there is a red gem and a blue gem. You can have the helm of teleportation. Or, in the last chest, there is a dark, dark, dark blade that seems to almost suck light from around it. Or the death blade. (laughs) Why is Drow dead? I'm not going to tell you what any of these things do. Choose. You should see if any of them have a, a college education for your son. (laughs) <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Juniper, we have this choice because of your guild membership. Perhaps it's you who should make the choice. As like, long as we get the ring, we are satisfied. He puts the ring on the table. It's a simple gold ring with a ruby gem on top of it. Thank you, Gazrum. Thank you. Well, uh, I'll 
A Juniper can already... Uh, a Juniper does not need a weapon. Juniper can already teleport. Uh, Lauren and Rastos, do you need anything in particular? I'm sorry, I misspoke. This is the helm of transportation. Oh, transportation. Teleportation, transportation. Eh, almost synonyms. In this sort of setting. Okay, so let me go into more detail about what they look like. The Death Blade um, has a rather long hilt to it, but it does not have a... Oh, shit, what's it called? The guard. It does not have a guard on it. Oh. Um, and it goes straight upward. It's actually a long sword, oh. but it goes oh. upward and then just sort of cuts at the end almost in a triangle fashion. If you can picture like Cloud's Buster Sword except smaller and oh, one-handed, man. and it is dark as fuck. It is so dark that it's almost like a negative space of color <laughs> to where it seems to like absorb the light around a little bit. So Meaning cool. that when you look at it, there's just a thin light around it so because cool. it's literally sucking in light yeah, around it. It's like it. Fantablack. So fucking cool. The Helm of Transportation looks like more the classic uh, Crusader Helm. Do you know what I mean? When like the like you put mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like egg-shaped. It goes over your head and then it has uh, the cross guard that goes across down your nose, right? Um, but where the eyes would be, there is a red one and a blue one that is like some sort of gem in place of those eyes. And it is golden and has the studs going up it in both directions. Uh, and, and, and from what I gather, you all aren't super interested in the harp, right? But is it like a golden harp? It's a golden harp with an arrow at the spine. And then uh, it seems to be different sort of woodland creatures running across the top and bottom that sort of form out the rest of it with, uh, with silver strings. Gosrim will say to uh, to Juniper, well, it seems that your party has uh, let you make the decision. Yeah. Uh, we'll take the Deathblade. Deathblade it is. Longsword. That was a game changer. I thought it was going to be a dagger. That's a game changer. Dude. Oh, my God. This was kick-ass. Do you want me to tell you about this Deathblade? Yes. Hell yeah. Does Gazrum pull it out like it it just keeps pulling out from a He ain't touching a death blade. Oh Oh, no, it's cursed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a death blade. And helm of transportation. That must have been sick. Yeah, it was probably incredibly useful. It's probably incredibly useful. But fucking... I guarantee Death Blade is more fun. Yeah, but it looks lame. Yeah, Death Blade's cooler. Guarantee it. Transpor- I love this decision. This is crazy. Is transportation the better choice? Probably. Yeah. Is Death Blade cooler and way more fun? Yes. <laughs> Fucking negative space lightsaber. Does not work against demons a little yellow. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Okay. I will say that the the information on the Death Blade is so big, I can't send it to you in one um, one text file. Right. So, okay, this is a legendary um, longsword. However, it does require attunement by a character with dexterity score of 16 or greater. It was once wielded by Ilinar Shadowdark, and it is the ultimate assassin's tool, guiding its bearer's hand as it strives to ascend drow society to rule all the worlds. It's like Paul Atreides. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of there's a bunch of secret shit going on 
that I can't tell you until you attune to it. Um, however, you can tell that this sword does something to people when it is struck, when it strikes them. There are four different effects that it can do. And um, is anyone picking it up yet? No. Okay. But I'm going to say, Juniper, as you approach it, you hear a slight voice coming from it. And it says, Let's rule this world. Yeah, no, you need to shut up. I will not. Yeah, okay. You're like the ghost again. Got it. What ghost? Can, is it still in the chest? Yeah. Can I just close the chest and take the chest? Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, he'll wave his arm, and then they'll take away the other two items. The ring is yours. Deathblade is yours. Thank you very much, Kazrum. You turned... You actually redeemed yourself from your initial renegotiation, and I thank you for your agreeance. Of course. Well, I mean, you've brought some sort of order to Mantle Death. People are still acting weird, for sure. Very well. We plan to travel outward from Mantle Dareth, but if we see you again, I hope to meet you as an ally. Yeah, well, I think we are allies now. If you ever need respite in Mantle Dareth, come our way. And if you ever need the help of the Howling Dark, we're just one sending spell away. Sure. Or I'll send uh, Lord Thune here to go come talk to you. Oh, yes, Preferably not. (laughs) Preferably not. Okay. Lord Thrune is definitely welcome. Guys, <laughs> uh, uh, how are we supposed to use this as a map? It's just a ring. It'll tell you where to go. Oh, you just put it on and then it goes boop boop. Yeah, something like that. Hey, got it. There's a lot of things that Juniper has heard before in her head, so uh, yeah, understand that one. Well, uh, maybe one last night in the tents and we head out in the morning. So we should probably meet Yanta first, and then, uh... Yes. Spend the night here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for your, uh, time, Gazrum. It is nice to be a member of the same organization as you. Yeah. 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 No, you've done me multiple favors today. Have fun with the Deathblade. <laughs> well, we'll be seeing you. See you later, dude. And they'll quickly pack up everything and leave, and you hear them kind of laughing, like, Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Jokes on them. I've got a lot of people in my head to help me control these things. Do do you? Yeah, you know, some of them are still there. As you look into your own mind, Juniper, there aren't that many people there. Oh shit! <laughs> You're Juniper now. You're not Jin. Well, you know, there's still you know a couple left. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very least, we know they have those two chests somewhere in their settlement as well. For future knowledge, just to know. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, you know, if we come back in the future, we can uh, we'll figure it out. Are you trying to secretly say that you want to rob them? Arrest no. Us. No one wants to rob anybody. We just take what's rightfully ours. I uh, thought the deed we did, he paid for. And I think if we do more deeds for them, he may pay for them as well. Just saying there's an opportunity to acquire those items if we have time, want, or resources. 
Back to the tent? Uh, yes, to Yantha. Oh, to the Spur of Neblin camp? Uh, in the oh, center to the tent. of town, she, she, yeah. She, she, sorry, yeah. yeah you I mean, see the like stones. Mid, I'm sorry. Town, yeah. I fucked that up. You see the stones gradually turn from uh, the bright green gradually over to the teal. As you all wait, if you need to do short rest or anything like that, go ahead. I don't think anyone's fine, or I think everyone's fine right now. Um, and yeah, you're back in the tent, and you're looking at your new weapons, maybe, or your ring. Does anyone put the ring on? Um, having just touched the stone, still feels pretty inquisitive after that. So yeah, Caliban will throw it on. Yeah, you throw on the ring, and what happens is an arrowhead... A red arrowhead, um, like a hologram of it, kind of pops out of the ring and points in a direction. Like a clairvoyance type thing or mm-hmm. a you know, mission in a video game. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yes, it works. It's just a uh, compass of sorts. I don't think I can tell the range, though. No. So just general direction. But I can see it clearly. What do you mean you see it clearly? There is an illusion magic showing me an arrow pointing in the correct direction. An arrowhead. I lean into uh, Juniper and Lauren and go, I think he's still a bit cuckoo from that stone. He's seeing things. Would you care to try? I don't think it'll fit on my finger. Maybe a pinky. Here, give it a try and I'll hand him the ring. It barely fits on the front part of your pinky, just a little bit. And you can see that arrow as well. Oh, nope, nope. He's definitely seeing things. Okay. <laughs> I saw it too. All right. Where is Yantha? Does anyone else want to check anything out that you might have? No, I will not look at this sword. Oh, right. man. What's, what's the chest look like? Just long? Real long yeah. chest then? Yeah. Just, just carrying that? Mm-hmm. Just, oh, oh, oh. Why... Just pull it out. It seems like you are, all, actually all three of you, this thing could be of use. I, I have a weapon. Yes. So, Lauren. I uh, do not think I can wield that weapon properly. Juniper, that leaves you. No. You do not wish to open it? No, maybe tonight, you know, this, you know. Just don't want to really fuck with it yet. He tried to talk to me when I got close to it. Ah, That's fine. I see. I've read about weapons like that. I've never seen them, though. Right here. This one talks. Is that part Flamin's on? Mm-hmm. She talks to you? Yes. See? She's talking right now. You all have two talking weapons amongst you. Rastos, you should tell them that sentient weapons are usually descendants of the Netherese, just like I am. Uh, so... Sentient weapons are descendants from the Netherese. Netherese. Nether. Neth. Sound it out. Netherese. Just like Flamenzunga is. Very good, Rastos. And everyone saw me have to talk yeah. to myself doing that. You would know the Netherese, Caliban, through your studies. Yeah, but red things like yes. that. City, floating cities in the sky. Carsus's folly. Oh, shit, dude. The city of doors, was it? Lots of cities. Floating of, cities. Where you found? Flames. Spells that could cut the top of a mountain off, <clears throat> turn it upside down, and they would build a city on top of that mountain. Mm-hmm. Juniper, perhaps you shouldn't touch it alone. 
Well, wait for you on the first one. Maybe we could go to the library and then we'll see what happens there. You know, we could figure this out. Yes. There might be books there yes. about these things. Yes, yes, yes. And maybe yes. one about our forge, too. Mm, yes. The one that attacked, uh, you know, Lauren after he threw the thing in there. Very good. Sorry about that, Lauren. It's fine. I yes. made that decision myself. I'm sorry we went with you. You could yes. have ran away and came and got this. I honestly was grappled pretty instantaneously and then slammed into basically the ground repeatedly. Okay, around this time, Yantha peeks her head back, in, uh, or not back in, but through the tent. Howling Dark! Uh, hi! Uh, it's you're, you're back! You're Why are you back? You should be gone! You knew we were always coming back. I, I was hoping that you would stay away and go back to your homes. Well, we kind of got the sweet deal to uh, come back and figure out what's happening down here. So. Jin, it's so good to see you. It's nice to see you too, Yanta. Uh, we almost left you for dead, but that was my call. And uh, sorry about that. But, uh, you know, the rest of them decided to keep you alive. So. She did call you Jin, by the way. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm Juniper now. Sorry, Yanta. You changed your name? Uh, you know, it's a long story. Uh, Jin's gonna, uh, you know, put me in charge for now because uh, Jin's got a little bit of... Uh... Juniper it is. You changed your name. Yes, thank you, Yanta. Hey, uh, yeah, Juniper now. Uh, what were you doing here? Hey. Well, I kind of traveled back and forth between here and Blingdenstone. As you know, I'm the head of the, uh, the Stoneheart Enclave. Yes. Right. Yep. So I kind of represent them and Blingdenstone here. Uh, in terms of trades, I appraise jewels, gems, uh, other magic items. And one came across my, uh, my table that it just it, it took over me. I don't know what it was. That happened to our friend Caliban here. This is Caliban. Caliban, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. Yantha Coxrock. Caliban Candela. So, yeah, then you know what I'm talking about. You touched the opal? I did. Did it take over? Um, I, everyone thinks that it did, yes. So, I did wake up very badly beaten and manacled. So, it doesn't seem a logical conclusion for a normal traveling day with this troop. Right. I was compelled to lie, do whatever I could do to make sure that that thing got sold for the highest price. Um, to the point where I was nearly tortured to death, but uh, luckily, it seems that the curse is broken. You may have your friend Lauren to thank for that personally. Sir Lauren. There was a demon inside the opal. Oh. That is what was causing such madness. Short and to the point. The deep yes. inside of the opal. Absolutely. It well, I of illusion. Appreciate your actions. Thank you. How, how is Blingdenstone? Thriving. Really? Amongst the chaos. Yeah. Interesting. That is good. Have it you... seems that... Um, Sinny? The defeat of the drow um, has caused no other drow to go close to Blingdenstone. And honestly, most people believe that that demon... I struggle to suggest that it was actually Dro. The sight of that demon has scared away almost every other threat. It's doing really well. Um, the Diggermatics are leading a thriving community right now. Uh, and the Were-Rats, have any joined? The Were-Rats suffered great losses. Uh, currently leading their clan as Chipgrin passed during the battle are uh, a brother and sister duo called Topsy and Turvy. <gasps> but they are 
learning to live side by side with, uh, with the deep gnomes. Mm, that is good news, good news. Uh, well, we come down here with a large, well, used to be large group of people. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna try to do it. End all this madness. The madness is real. Things have been getting weirder. Blingdenstone seems fairly safe, much safer than when you all first arrived there. And I thank you. I thank you for saving my home. I cannot thank you enough. And if there's anything I can do to repay you, let me know. Yes. Is there something I can do for you? <laughs> yes. What is that? We need Blingdenstone to stand with us once again in the fight to get for the underdog. Rastos, I. You know how many we lost. The whole world is at stake here. Rastos, I've heard this talk before. No, this is more. I don't think you know what is at stake. Rastos, we've heard this talk before. Is there anything I can do for you right now? You can just spread the word that we're back and we're building an army. I will do that. And we need everyone to help us fight. Rastos, I only cut you short because I can, I will vouch for you, but you know Deep Gnomes are stubborn people. Some will surely come fight to you, but please do not put this on me. I am but a, an appraiser and a wizard. I, I do not have political power. I can help you with the Stoneheart Enclave to a certain point, but those are a few members. You have our backing. I just can't promise you that all of Blingdenstone will help you in this war that you speak of. Mm. Well, we're looking for allies to help us, but... You have me, you have the Stoneheart Enclave. Ah, that is more than we had ten minutes ago, so Very it is well. appreciated. Just, you know the Diggermatics. Well, tell them we're back if you go back there. I will. I'll send them a message the second I leave here. Oh, okay. That works. Is there anything else? I don't want to speak out of turn, but you mentioned you're a wizard. Right. I, too, study the arcane arts. Is there anything you can impart to me before you depart? Impart to you? Any scrolls or wisdom? Mm. Magical knowledge? Right. It's a big ask. Uh -huh. No, I understand. I do owe you and your friends. Them so more than me, I understand. Right. Let me return to the Swerf Nebelin Enclave here, and I'll come back to you with what I can find. Thank you graciously. Is there anything else? Yes, actually. Do you have any information on the origins of how that stone got into your possession. I know it's from that Durgar trader, but do you know anything of the history of that besides he that? brought it to me. He didn't say anything about where he had gotten it from or anything? He just came up and said, what is this worth? I touched it, and I'll be honest, I, I like to think of myself as a level-headed person. I kind of lost it. I gave it to my assistant, who's missing currently, by the way. Uh, we have him. Oh, you have him? Yes. What do you mean, have him? Well, uh, he was hiding in some stone, trying to not do anything, and... He's a coward, everyone knows that. Yes, uh, well, we took his blue kerchief. His famous blue periwinkle kerchief? Yes, and, uh, 
Well, we didn't want people to recognize him, and uh, we may have. So, where him is up. he? Is he okay? He's. He has a couple of bruises and bumps on his what, head. Why did you do this to him? Well, we thought he might run, and we need. We were trying to save. Of course, you. he was going to run. You know, he's a coward. Well, yes, yeah, quite weak. Why. He was quite weak. Yes. yes, of course, he's weak. Hence yes. the cowardice. Yes. Where's Flink? He's safe. He's in our tent. We're just going to keep him and untie him later. We just needed to... Well, untie him now! I just needed to keep him and shut it up. Okay, we'll untie him now. Sure. Very well. You can come to the tent with us. We're in the tent. Oh, oh there he is. Yeah. <laughs> right here. And I, I'll, I yeah, pull, over, pull yeah. one of the beds over and he's sitting underneath the bed. Okay, he does not look all that well. He's been neglected for like over a day. No food, no water, no nothing. He's fine. Unti- untie him. This is cruel. <laughs> That that stone sure did do a number it on everyone here. It may seem that way now, but it was necessary in the moment. The world is cruel. I'm going <laughs> to do you one last favor, and I'm going to leave with my captured and imprisoned and mistreated assistant. You were just that way as well. You know the town was mad. The madness is broken now, and so is his capture. I've said what I said. <laughs> Sir Lauren, is there anything else I can do for you? No, that is it. Thank you. Howling Dark, I wish you well, and I hope that you do better. Here's his blue handkerchief. Juniper, give it to her. She grabs it out of your hand, snatches it, and takes uh, Fling's hand and pulls him. Come along. Come on. Thank you, Yantha. You're welcome for saving you from torture. See you. Y- Yantha, real quick. Have you ever seen a stone like She's this? leaving. <laughs> She's leaving. She's out the out the tent. Uh, good thing we remembered about that guy under the bed. Yes, it <laughs> might not have been the best time, but... <laughs> she did seem angry. Oh, She'll get over it. That, guy's, that guy was a silly little... Lauren and Anika did save her, so she will probably still be gracious in the long run. It is fine, man. It flinks like she's dead weight anyway. He was a coward and weak and deserved to suffer, in my opinion. Perhaps asleep and then we journey tomorrow? Perhaps a turkey leg before... (laughs) One last turkey leg? Yes, uh, some turkey legs, uh some beers and then we'll get our way in the morning. I suppose this tell, will probably be our last night here for a while, so... Can we tell stories before bedtime? Yes, absolutely. A perfect evening. Vargas, are you ready to tell us some stories? Oh, Mr. Ross, I'd love to tell you a story. What, what do you want me to tell a story about? What? Tell the story about when Howling Howie died. Oh, oh yes. Many moons ago. There we go. Back before... I even knew the Howling Dark. I've heard this story many times from Mr. Rastos, and I've come up with some sort of, um, let's say, some um, embellishments, if you will. Creative liabilities? The party went into an old Netherese temple that had fallen from the very cities that once floated above before Carsus's folly. And Carsus's folly wounded the weave so harshly that the cities fell deep. Some of them fell deeper than others. Remnants around the Underdark are now spread here. That is how I met you all. I was following them. As you know, I'm an archaeologist, and I am also a bard. And as the party, at this time, it was a little bit different. There was once a drow named Dro, 
There was once a Yuan-Ti named Nico. And there was once a wood elf named Jit. Rastos being the only constant. And I forget one important character. There was a dwarf singer, speaker, if you will, named Howlin' Howie. And they bravely marched into this temple to see what was left there. Only dust was to be found. Until spirits suddenly flew at them from all directions. <gasps> what could they do? They fought back valiantly, and they dispatched the spirits. But what is here to be hidden in the temple? There's only tombs, sarcophagi, useless items, urns. But the howling dark, as they were henceforth called, they knew that something else was up, and they found a secret room below. But beneath that room below was the true tomb of the specter of the tomb of Haim. And Haim herself rose up. And as Howlin' Howie, the bardish dwarf, jumped down there, she put her arms right into his life and sucked it from him and took him down to a pile of dust. The rest of the party, completely flabbergasted by this turn of events, they fought back violently and they defeated the specter, finding the legendary weapon that we now have in Rastos' possession, Flamanzunga herself. And thus is the story of the Howling Dark and how they got their name in memory of Howlin' Howie, whose real name was Juchi Main, <laughs> a.k.a. Pour, Nick. Let's pour some, some of these beers out for them. Pour some of these beers out. Uh, Frisky brought you all the turkey legs and the uh, beers. What a good night. Caliban was enthralled in the story, but midway through, he had to pull Who was? Caliban. Oh, they said Galvor, dude. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> Caliban was enthralled with the story. Midway through, he had to pull out some sketch paper and start writing, though, because it was such a good story. Uh, Caliban, just, just so you know, uh, the actual battle was a shit show, and uh, we almost all died, escaped by the skin of our teeth. Hmm. It was really Jin who fell the creature, but how he tossed the axe to me. It's, you just take the story as it is. It's much better in this way. It's a great story. Yes, those spectral enemies can be very tricky. We couldn't hit them with anything. It's interesting to hear about Nico and Howie and Dro. And they said even Jin was different than Juniper. A lot of change in this group. Can I tell a quick story about Nico? I would love another story in this. I'd appreciate if you did it. Be the only. Wow. It's fine. Let's remember Nico. Nico was a very, very wise, very intelligent individual. They were between worlds, if you will. Not really sure where they were at. Enslaved by some masters, partially Wanti, but what they call a Wanti pure blood, which is ironic because they were actually very human-like in their appearance. Nico was always looking for something. Nico wanted to worship the correct being. Nico was influenced by something dark. <coughs> one day, <coughs> one day, the howling dark 
was marching along through the vast caverns and winding Byzantine tunnels of the Underdark. While many of them were at on edge, looking for the next threat, Nico seemed distracted. Rastos called out to Nico. Nico, we need you now. Please be at attention. He's doing his little Rastos impression. He's putting his horn, like hands on his head like he has horns. Looks just like me. We need you now, Nico. And Nico responded. Almost finished. And Rastos said, No, man. We need you now. Be here now. And as Nico revealed themselves, they had tattooed the upper part of their body and said, The Savior's sword will sever the scales. Nico had given themselves over to some other entity. Not really sure who. Personally, I don't know. Some say that it might have been a goddess on high from some sort of serpentine mountain that spirals upward. Some say that it might have been something darker. I don't know. Unfortunately, Nico is not here to tell the story. Caliban was writing the entire time. If you tell that story again, I will slit her throat. I'm sorry if I upset you, Juniper. Grats will fucking pay. Don't say his name. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to sleep. Did I upset her? Uh, Jin would have loved the story, I'm sure. But not Juniper. Yeah, they're a bit different, I've realized. But Farkas, you're just trying to do your best here. And those were good stories, uh, I think probably uh, Lorne and Caliban could learn a thing or two from our mistakes. The things we did down here. It's good. Do not forget where we came from. I was found in an entire giant spider web. And I will always remember that. I remember that day. Who thought we would be here, enjoying beers, eating turkey legs together, (laughs) after I climbed off that rock with you, singing in my ear? You hated me at first, Mr. Rossos. Yes, uh, I... I remember multiple occasions where you threatened me to stop think- singing, otherwise you would kill me right to then and there. <laughs> this is true, I squeezed Many, you. many times. Yes, uh, well, you know, the Underdark has a peculiar way of pulling at you and sort of separating or even helping you find bits of yourself you didn't know were there. Mr. Rastos, may I tell one more story? Juniper, you're gone now. Mm-hmm. May I tell one more story? Is it good? Is Caliban up? Caliban is fucking edge of his seat. Yes, please. Please, Rastos, let him tell her one more. Of course, Farkas, tell it. But first, uh, I'll drink to you, little Farkas. Cheers. Cheers. He has to carry his, like, pint with both hands and, like, put it into his mouth because it's so so tiny. It's a difficult thing to enrapture an audience, and I must say, of all the people and orators I've met... You are among the best. Well, I appreciate that. Um, know that it is not me who creates these tales. It is the Howling Dark. I am merely the teller of these tales. 
You are history, my friend. No, they are history. I am the teller of history, but I appreciate it. I heard this story because I was unconscious. Unconscious. For a lot of this. I heard this story from Rastos as we were marching along through the caverns. At one point, the Howling Dark, after many trials and tribulations, especially at the city of Gracklestock, Sir Lawrence's birthplace and hometown. Gracklestock, let's just say, fell into different hands, to put it lightly. He kind of looks over where Juniper might have walked off to. If he looks at me, I'm like, not far outside of Gracklestock, the party fell upon a temple that was, let's just say, seething with ooze. I myself fell. Sir Rastos, Mr. Rastos, bravely rescued me, and not beyond, long beyond there, they found respite in the Underdark, a place where there was a bar, a place where seemingly hostile creatures greeted them and took care of them. And they insisted that the Underdark is not always a bad thing. And Mr. Rastos, I bring this story up only because you suggest that the Underdark changes people. And I would argue that it's possible for the Underdark to change people for the better. And that the Underdark itself is not inherently evil. Just different. It is very different, yes. I wonder if the evil can be stopped, but we'll see, Farkas. We'll see. Bringing up hope and change and evil or not. Maybe before we all go to bed, Juniper, you open that chest one more time and see what the blade will tell you. No, okay. Yes. I'll just keep an eye on her. We'll go and pop open that chest. Put it down in front of me, sit cross-legged like I do to meditate my psychic energy, you know. Grab the hilt and you put my hand and slide my hand over. Then you focus your psychic energy and as you grab the hilt, your psychic energy feels a sort of pushback as you hear it again talk to you. Yes, we will rule. What? That is not on my priority list right now. Our kind. To mean our kind. Wood elf, you're not a sword. Yes, you are. A descendant. We will rule. Whatever you want. We've got to figure out what we're going to do you to get Nico back. Rule. I don't. This is not Juniper's job to rule. Juniper has one goal: it's to find Nico, sever them from Grace, yes, and sever. They can rule with us. Oh, and what about the row? What about what? You know, the row, the draw one. <laughs> got to rescue him too. That's what Jin wants. Sure. Whatever makes us powerful. Alright. You've gained a plus two weapon. Woo! Weird sword. 
All right, this is going to take a while. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah, we're ready. Are you yes. kidding me? Once attuned, the Deathblade in secret will reveal its true identity to you. It believes that elves should rule the rule world, and all those who stand before its goals should be executed. It will oh. not allow you to attack any elf, including Drow, unless from the shadows and in secret. As if like a political gain or something like that. In addition, the blade believes that you, the wielder, is not working towards its intended goals, and it will not assist you unless you perform an action in its interests. During this period, uh, you will lose all its benefits and act as a mundane longsword. It's a plus two longsword, and it has magic weapons. You gain the ability to use an action to silently cast invisibility twice per day or pass without trace, targeting yourself and yourself only. You can spend one minute to extract a poison from the below list. It seeps out through small pockets in the blade, coating it in a metallic ichor. Each poison remains in the uh, longsword for four hours or until a new poison is applied. Each poison can only be applied once per day. The first time you make a successful melee attack against a character, they suffer the effects of the poison. Each character can only be affected by one type of poison per extraction. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have four different types of poisons. Are you ready? This is a really long, I'm I sorry. I can't write all this down. No, I know, I know, I'll send it to you, okay. but I'm just gonna read it out. Okay. The first poison is sluggishness. The creature must pass a DC 18 constitution save or become slowed for one minute. It gains disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Their movement speed is halved and they gain vulnerability to slashing, bludgeoning, and piercing damage. The next is bind, uh, blinding. The creature must pass a DC 18 dexterity saving throw or become blinded for one minute. It may spend an action to attempt to break this effect at the beginning of each of its turns. Next one is poison. Uh, it's just called fucking poison. The, that creature must succeed on a uh, DC 18 constitution saving throw or take 4d10 plus 10 poison damage and become poisoned for one minute. Paranoia. The creature sees visions of the wielder all around them and suffers disadvantage on attack rolls uh, against the bear for one minute. If the death blade is wielded by a rogue, sneak attack dice increases to d8 oof, from a d6. Oof, oof, oof. If the bearer is not a rogue, they gain sneak attack. 2d6. Ah! 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 Oops. <laughs> it is a sentient weapon with its own will, and it is very finicky. What? It's not that good. Holy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is powerful as fuck. Cast it into the fire. <laughs> and as you stare into this weapon, it says, Shall we conquer Juniper? Not that you know my name. Okay, yeah, just, uh, you know, just keep quiet like the ghosts. You know, you're, uh, it's a long story. We'll talk about it. I can moment. only talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what the ghosts did, too. Do as I want, and we will conquer. No, we're going to have to navigate the path, you know, align our goals here, but uh, we'll talk about this. We will not align our goals. We will conquer. Yeah, but the conquering takes multiple steps. You of elven blood. Oh, sheesh. You of sylvan descent. You shall rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Juniper will rule. 
but there are steps we need to take before we become the ruler. Steps. One, two, three. I'm you know. always covered in blood. Uh, yeah. And I can, I can help you spill that blood. No, well, that's what you want to do, and we could use that help. That is what I want to do. All right, so you need to, uh, you know, take a step back and I chill out. Not. Chill out a little I bit. I will not. Uh, we are going to have uh, have lots of discussions, aren't we? It is your choice, right. Juniper, oh. Jin, whoever you are. This is Juniper, and uh, we will conquer. But uh, first, you need to let me go to sleep. Sleep well, my servant. Uh, that's his. You. We will discuss our relationship in a little bit. All right, so uh, the sword is, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it thinks that, uh, you know, it'll be fine. It's just a little bit crazy, you know, like how Jin was, just a little bit, just, you know, we'll work it out. And I don't know if uh, Flame and Dugan, uh, if Flame and Dugan actually can talk, if we're going to get along, if they're going to get along, but we can keep them separated, you know. And as you look at it, uh, Flame and Zunga is telling me a joke or something. I'm talking about killing and jokes about killing with Flamenzunga. Yeah, they're they're agreeing with you. yeah. I loved it when you just smashed that zombie's brains in right away with me. That, that was, was very fun. That was good, wasn't it? It was great. I loved it. He exploded like a pimple. Oh, we're so good at killing things. Oh, what is so that? So good at killing things. What is that, Juniper? Oh yes. Oh uh, yeah. Sounds good. And uh, the rest of the Howling Dark probably eventually retires as you spend your last night, supposedly, in mental Dareth.